Welcome, 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 my friends. Not much has changed as we start the weekend. The war rages on, gas prices are crazy high, and we have become inflation nation. This show, I'll check on the ever-changing percentages as I see them for the outcome of the war and touch on a few other pressing needs for America. Stay with us for Burden on Society, a show for those who wonder why the spectacle at the top of the people pyramid just can't use common sense for making decisions. Welcome everyone to the show that will not be shut up, and we will only tell you the truth as we see it. We will talk about the most common sense answers to humanity's problems, of course. The answers you seem to see, I see, but those making the decisions don't see. Or do they? <laughs> I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. This is the first weekend show, and I have not come up with a cool name yet. Weekend Rewind doesn't seem to work as we are just starting the weekend, but are looking at the activities that happen throughout the week, so maybe that kind of works out that way. Not sure. Maybe. Toss me some ideas in the comments below, and maybe we can put our heads together to wow the crowds to come, right? <laughs> Plus, you can ask some questions you might want to hear the answer to in the same place. Also, subscribe and like as it costs you nothing. Do you remember the last show when I talked about the president and the administration telling us to just buy electric with a car salesman smile? <laughs> well, watching Putin yesterday was eerily similar. Trying to sell the people of Russia and the world that he is saving Ukraine from the Nazis. All the time with a goofy smile on his face as if he didn't know he was really lying to them and us. I mean, no offense to our car salesmen out there, I don't mean that at all, but we aren't buying what Putin is cooking, are we? Uh, the scene was also really reminiscent, if you've seen some of the videos from years and years ago, of Hitler in the, say, the, the late 1930s. So that is already, now we're talking 90 years ago, right? Uh, 80 good solid years ago. In this case, of course, the stadium was filled with Russian flags instead of Nazi flags. See, he did the same kind of thing. He would go to stadiums and he would talk and give these big speeches. But the, the Nazis, the people of Germany, were kind of already into the mix. They, they had a feeling of what was going on. They believed everything he said. I don't think that's happening here. So maybe the good news is that the people of Russia are silent and following along with what is happening. Yet I believe they are not with their president in any way, shape, or form. But as you know, what, what if you go against them, right? If you go against them, they're going to throw you in jail. You might end up in Siberia or dead. That's how these communists work. So, now, he may not be able to get away with this because social media shows another story and Putin can't shut down every aspect of it. Now, Hitler just had to control a few newspapers and the word would spread like wildfire through the countryside, right? You can imagine how that worked. That's how they got their news, anything that came out in the papers. Now we can't trust our papers or anything else. Everything comes out social media, and there's video everywhere of just about everything. Here, even most of the people in the stadium probably work for the government, though. You know, that's for sure. And even though they may not like it, they were waving their flags just to show that they, they uh, couldn't get themselves in trouble. 
I can prognosticate that he didn't pick up many believers after the show. So will the people of Russia revolt or sit timidly by and watch this all continue? It is a great question and one that leads me to my percentages of the outcome of the war. As you know, if you've been watching, I usually put some percentages. Every time the show comes out, I try to update them on what the war is doing and where I see it going. So, as you would expect, with only a few more days having gone by, it was I think it was Tuesday, the percentages have only slightly changed from that Tuesday time frame as I see it. So, first, at now 70% is the pummeling of the Ukraine with the hammer of Thor. Yes, uh, it's a cheesy <laughs> line, but I broke it out again just to give it there. The hammer of Thor says he will use basically every conceivable bomb imaginable short of going nuclear to basically level the entire country or at least in this case right now he's surrounding Kiev. He doesn't even need to surround the whole thing. He just needs to get in close, which he's already done, so he can just bomb them into oblivion like he's done with many of the other towns. Now, the theory is based on the fact that the longer the war drags out, the harder Putin will hit and continue to hit until the Ukrainian people really give up. And if you think about it, they're, they're digging in. They're getting themselves ready for a long endeavor. The Russian troops are with their tanks all around the city. Now, staying below the nuclear threshold, Putin prefers, but he's going to threaten us with it to keep us in our rabbit hole. I bet he runs drills or he does other kinds of things, maybe pops stuff out that we actually can see it. So we start thinking about it like, oh, he, he brought a bomb out and they'll, they'll put it back. Something along those lines. So they're going to run those kind of things just to get us at a scare. Okay, so that was at 70%. Next up is just general bombing, which appears in no way, shape, or form to be able to stop the United Ukrainian people to give up, right? So they haven't given up for it just yet. I mean, just been general bombing at this point. So I've taken it basically off the board at this time because I think he's going to have to step it up. If it did continue without bringing out the really big bombs, if he did that, Putin, then uh, we would see some kind of truce set up and Vlad heading home. I really prefer this outcome as it would save lives, but seems to only be a slight chance now. I see a lot of pundits on TV talking about it. Oh, he's going to give up. He's going to take it. it. I just don't see it. I see him digging in. Putin has been doubling down and just used a hypersonic, hypersonic bomb. So that's the ones that go by 10, 10 uh, times the speed of sound. So it looks like he's stepping up to the heavy bombs and equipment, equipment which up the outcome on that front. So still... Let's give a truce, let's call it 5% chance, all right? At least a 5% chance out there. And it's not like the crazy stuff, which are, you add them all together, is even more, though. So Now, let's go to the idea of a nuclear war. It's starting to grow for me. Well, the longer we go, the more chance he's going to pound him to death. Maybe there's something going on. So Putin may only use it as a general last gasp to win, but it also increases as time goes on and Russia looks to be in a stalemate. War slowly runs out of ammo. Yes, they do not have infinite weapons and supplies. <laughs> I know a lot of you gamers think that's what happens, but that's not what happens. He's going to be slowly running out of stuff. This increases the chances of tactical nukes or the big ones, the FOABs that they have. The father of all bombs. As always, when you get a rack cornered, they'll do anything to get out of that corner. So let's up the nuke potential to about 13 now. It went from 10 to 13%. And I see those chances slowly growing the longer this goes on, too. But I still think it's a very last 
resort for him at all. Any leader would think that, I would think. Even crazy ones, I hope. Uh, that leaves us with the crazy outcomes potential. Remember, I've talked about this. This might be an assassination, a coup, or China helping out with arms, or even getting into the fight in the skies over Ukraine, which, in my opinion, would stop nearly all efforts to help, wouldn't it? If, if we saw an aircraft over Ukraine, I don't think anything would happen. We would just pull out and we'd stay away. We in Europe would scurry off to something else and let Ukraine fall. So that scenario is upping the crazy side of things, and I might just have to start breaking them down to their own little categories and percentages soon. Right now, I just kind of been putting them in one big bag. We're going to call it 12% now, but that might be the leader in there with China starting to get into the mix a little bit. I keep hearing people, oh, they would never do that. <laughs> These people are together now. They're locked in step. They're trying to take over the world, basically, economically and now through brute force in some cases. So, now it begs to be asked, what do we do now? Well, I've said it before, we cannot wade into the war, that's for sure. But can we stand by and watch as Putin kills innocent people with every bomb he drops? Morally, I think we all just want to go in there and stop the whole thing, don't we? But common sense has to be used here. Common sense says, if we use a lot or if we use a lot around this program, right, says we cannot barge in as many more, and I do mean many more people would probably die if we tried to just jump into the fray and, and put our bombs and our weapons in there. So do you lose a few? So that leaves us in a precarious position, really. The dreaded let them kill some to save the others or stop him, and we end up killing many, many, many more of them and us, okay? So what dilemma are you at? Despite everything this president has gotten wrong since taking over, I mean everything. We got a bad border. We got inflation, high gas prices. Nothing's going right. Afghanistan was crazy. The worst pullout of anything, right? Also the fact that apparently he has never gotten a geopolitical outcome right. And I didn't say that. President Obama did, right? Taking this slow path and staying mainly out of the fray might be the best move he has ever made. <laughs> yes, it may pain us all to say that, but staying out may save millions of lives for now. There are going to be even bigger chickens to hatch when it comes to China, who rolls through Taiwan. And remember, China's got a foothold on every single continent. They've got places where they're building bases for their ships. They've got people where they're building bridges and hospitals and all kinds of different things to those countries. Now those countries owe them. They're getting control of a little bit of everything, everything around the world. G has seen every bit of what is going on and knows we are a shell of ourselves because our president is weak and we seem more focused on what? Uh, green energy, electric cars, transgender issues. This means tyrants will run roughshod over the adversaries as we Chamberlain it. If you don't know who Chamberlain is, then just know he appeased Hitler. So, we seem poised to say, or to say, stay quiet and watch giving moral support verbally. So, we seem poised to stay quiet and watch giving moral support verbally. That's the way I was kind of going with. And maybe some armed support as long as we look like we are not in the wars themselves. Plus, did I mention that nearly 60% of what we have here in this country comes from China? Yeah, they have us in a vice. 
as they do a lot of the world. And we literally cannot get out of it. We're stuck in that vice right now. So China can stop our medicine. They can stop our goods. How about lithium? That runs a lot of what everything you have, right? And many more items which we get nowhere else but in China. So if you put sanctions on that, they can stop us in our tracks by sanctioning us by just stopping almost everything we need. So I've been looking at this for at least well over a year, even before uh, President Biden took over while President Trump was there. I felt good because President Trump was really strong on these things and they were all scared of it. Despite his tweeting that you all didn't like, if you didn't like it, um, he was a strong leader. And despite the fact that the mainstream media kept telling you that he wasn't, it was the opposite effect. So now we got the weak guy in and they're running roughshod. So I've said this many times in the last year, we are no longer the leader of the free world. China is, although they're not really free. And if they are able to change the world currency to the Chinese dollar, we will all lose our prosperity. Think of that when it changes. We are in their grasp, just not a lot of us know it. And we're walking around like zombies. The politicians do, though, as they are making money hand over fist at our misfortunes. You know, and they produced those, didn't they? They helped produce them. This, didn't, this just didn't happen overnight, though. This has been in the works for a long time, my friends. Now, the question is, are you prepared to get through the coming depression? Not, not recession. I didn't say that. I said depression. Yeah, I think that's where we're headed. It's going to be rough. Make sure your money is in a good place is what I'm telling you. They will hold your debt over you in the coming years. So take care of your money woes now. Try to get rid of all that stuff you owe to other places. All right? Are you prepared in case something like uh, loss of power happens for days, weeks, or even months? Could you survive through that? Take precautions for your security as well, as people can quickly turn cannibalistic in attacking friends and neighbors when something like that happens. All right, so you need to be prepared. Be re- Don't be no crazy loon out there. I'm just saying, get your money in order. Get your house in order. Make sure everything is, it sounds good and is good. Hey, I know it sounds a little crazy, but get yourself prepared for what may be coming. So our way this time, I think, is sometime uh, in the next six months to maybe three to five years, we're going to fall into some kind of really bad depression. All right, so a lot of things have been happening. There's been a lot of stuff going on. You can see how the the world, our economy is kind of going down the tubes, despite the fact they're trying to tell us that everything is glorious and everything looks great. You know as well as I do, if you're paying higher gas prices, that trickles down to every single aspect of everything before that. The truck driver has to get paid more. The truck has to equip more, so they have to get more money for that. The guy who bought it and sold it has to pay more, so on down the line. The guy that made it has to charge more, and then you end up paying for more. They continue to tell you that inflation's no big deal. You know different, and don't stand by it, all right? So there's always something we can, we can get around this. There's something that always can ease your pains and ease your worries, right? So let's end the show with this. Most of all in your life, find Jesus if you have not. All right? He will give you solace in knowing that you are loved and cared for. I pray every day that none of these things happen, but I want us to be prepared. If you are burdened by these things, 
trust Jesus. The only truth, the only truth that can carry you through the troubles we endure.